Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. All right, guys, welcome in here to another edition of the Early Line. On the grid, it is sportsgrid.com. Joe Ranieri alongside Dane Martinez here as uh, we try to get you caught up with, uh, with everything that's happening around the world of sports as uh, we try to navigate the waterways here in just a, uh, a bonkers time uh, in this world right now with the uh, coronavirus. And uh, as we continue to push along here, so many more questions seem to be arising every day here, yeah. Dane, as we're moving along yeah. on the future of, uh, of the sports and sports leagues and uh, where do we go from here. And, uh, you know, we, we said it yesterday, and I'll caution people again. Uh, guys, it is just hit April, all right? We are sure. officially just in April. So at this particular point, we would have been – uh, looking to crown or or at least final four, I think, would have been this week. At yeah, some point. we could be at the final four at this point. Last weekend would have been going down from 16 to eight. Eight, right. Four. Right. So we're, we're not even at the point where we would have crowned a, a champion. So I know it feels like an eternity, uh, but I do think, uh, and again, we mentioned yesterday, the stories are out there. The data is out there that in some places it's getting better, other places it's getting worse. But um, I do believe, of course, that there will be on the horizon um, better days, uh, shall we say there. And uh, certainly from a sports perspective and a sports wagering perspective, uh, there's a lot of money uh, out there right now that what? is uh, being lost. There is a lot of money. If there's one thing we can count about billionaire leagues and billionaire owners is that they will eventually figure out a way uh, to be able to get us um, something uh, to be able to enjoy ourselves and maybe hopefully uh, get the focus off of uh, so much uh, negativity right now and uncertainty. And I'll hand it to listen, the story came out uh, already, right, that Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods are talking about uh, doing a uh, a rematch. Oh, head-to-head? Yeah, you know, another head-to-head only having partners this time. Um, and that partner, somebody uh, mentioned something like Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, those kinds oh, of, or Tony Romo and somebody sure. along those lines. So um, Phil was asked that on social media by somebody, and, and Phil did not run away from it. So now apparently they're in discussions to be able to provide that kind of live entertainment. Can I tell you, yeah. listen, the first one was atrocious. I couldn't stand it. Uh, it was just awful watching these two guys go back and forth. But Phil ended up you know, taking, uh, taking care of business there the first time around. But uh, could you imagine the ratings on a live exactly. Phil Mickelson partnered with Tony Romo and Tiger Woods partnered with Peyton Manning or something along those lines? I can't imagine what the record would be for that. But I applaud them. Listen, the PGA Tour is not uh, on right now. They don't plan on May, I think, was the first time they talked about coming back. So far. So if they can do something in April uh, that they can coordinate that, and I'm sure one of them can find a private golf course uh, yeah, that they can uh, get everyone to agree to show up, I think an event like that uh, would be uh, welcomed. I mean, we know we've got the draft coming up at the end of the month. We have a little idea what that's going to look like, too, so we'll talk about that. But and those kinds of specialty events, I think, right now are just home runs. Yeah, uh, you know, and I we've always said, and we thought golf, NASCAR, right? Um, you know, Wimbledon now looks uh, canceled, first time since World War II uh, that that they are not going to have uh, you know Wimbledon take place. Right. So I think some of those sports that doesn't require an awful lot of fanfare to begin with, uh, and it wasn't like there were trillions of people when Tiger and Mickelson went at it the first time either. It was a camera crew. And, you know, maybe about 100 fans that were just following around. And, but that was it. It wasn't anything crazy. But I think that has, and the longer this might go, I think those kinds of specialty events, those one-offs, um, could be very helpful to the psyche of the American people, the sports fan. And I would watch it. I, I would watch yeah, it. Right. You would watch Even if you hate golf, Don't you're going to watch Tiger and Phil Mickelson play golf, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're watching replays of games from the mid-90s at this point. So, sure, you're absolutely right. I think if we step back on a broader sense, right, I think the country is realizing that we're going to be hunkered down here for a little while. 
right? And so we're in a kind of new phase here instead of just reacting to it or the initial shock of it. Now people are starting to think, well, how can we get creative about putting stuff back out there, right? And, and figuring out in what everyone calls this quote unquote new normal, how do we still entertain? Yes. You know, because in essence, we now also understand how important that is, like you said, to the psyche of, of the public, right? If we're sheltered in place, having something to watch is real important. We talked about this as it related to the NFL draft, Joe, yep. as, you know, as you know, people had to kind of have the, the attention of a sports fan, and that's what the NFL has right now, just doing free agency or the draft. So yep. absolutely a kind of special event, a match play kind of thing like that. You mentioned Tiger and Phil. If they have yep. Tony Romo and Peyton, whoever, they, I, I'll tell you, finish out the foursome, put like Drake and Jay-Z in there. Exactly. Well. That's you know what, what I'm that. talking about. Exactly. And, and golf course, yep. you're right. You could be spread out. You can be socially distant yep. and playing. There will be no fans, but these things can be produced for TV, and I think as we move along on this and the need from society is for the entertainment, I think people are gonna realize how to put stuff on to entertain, and you're right, the powers that be will make money on it as well. Yeah, and, and listen, in all likelihood, it'll be for charity, and it, it'll sure. be, and, and people will get behind it's that. Coronavirus, yeah, yeah. yeah, the first time it was actually, I think Phil won 9 million, 10 million, or something like that. I was always a big proponent of I'll tell you what, guys, if you want to make this really good, put up your own damn money, put up hey, $10 million each, and then you'll get more people interested. But uh, I do think something for charity, people would be all in there. People would get together for it. Uh, and it doesn't have to be big, you know, extravagant event where people are going to miss out that you can stream it right in your own home. Um, I think that'll be good. There was some hope, of course, that UFC uh, would continue to uh, push along here. Uh, UFC 249. However, that main event that was scheduled for Brooklyn uh, yeah. this month, don't, and Dana White's been very adamant from, uh, from the beginning that if they have a venue to go, then yes, no fans, but they will continue to put on put fights. On. Uh, and of course, Khabib was, was one, of those, uh, one of those fights uh, coming up against Tony Ferguson. It's not, it doesn't look like he can get out of Russia right now because they've locked Russia down, so he's not able to get out of Russia. And that's going to be a concern, too. And I'm thinking about it, Dan, with a lot of those types of things. Uh, yeah. yeah, with countries locking down, states locking down. I mean, right. hell, here in Florida, they've actually got checkpoints set up at the border, uh, mm -hmm. checking people as they're coming into uh, Florida. Uh, it's just, it's, it's craziness. It's absolute craziness. Uh, but it's a necessity. And from a sports perspective, how in the hell are you going to have a fight if you can't get the damn fighters into the country? in order to be able to hold a fight. So no word from Dana White yet, uh, at least I don't think. And at this particular point, I don't know how that event goes off, period. Yeah, I think it'll be very, very hard. Remember, the one saving grace I will say is that was scheduled for about two or three weeks from now. Yeah. Okay, so maybe there's a way for a special dispensation to kind of figure out how to cut through the red tape. Yes. There is still three weeks until there, but I agree with you. You know, people are figuring out now all these weird little ripple effects, yep. you know, uh, of the implications of what's happening. I think we've seen this before, Joe. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think in the NBA, there were certain players who were not allowed to travel to Canada to play against the Raptors. Right, right. Or vice versa with the Blue Jays. I think we have seen this, but this is obviously on a completely different scale, whether it be like the Russian government yeah. <laughs> to kind of release them. But you're right. We're now even seeing potentially shutdowns of domestic yep. travel, quarantines of states. Um, so it is getting very, very serious. But you got to figure in these desperate times and unprecedented measures that are being taken because of the sake of what it means, A, to the economy and right. B, to the psychology of mm -hmm. our country, to bring sports back as the normalcy, they are going to find a way to start introducing these things so I don't have to watch people playing Madden on TV. Right, yeah, well, it's a lot of truth to that. And the good news is, too, there was some other good news coming up. Uh, and the fact is that we are watching, like, NBA 2K is getting ready to go on, you know, right. NBA players. It's, it's, uh, that's what we're resorted to here. But it does look like I believe they announced that uh, ESPN is releasing. They, they had a, a Michael Jordan documentary. Ah, push it up. Right, that they were going to put in June. But I think they've pushed yeah. that up now. So it's actually going to happen uh, this month in April as opposed to June. Yep. Uh, and that, to me, must watch television. Anybody that grew up with uh, Jordan, 
I'll be very interested to see um, how they chronicle this. And uh, yeah. it's 10 so, parts, so good Lord, that's going to be... Whew. I've heard, Joe, and I don't want to go too far on this because I don't know how much people know about this right. and how far they're going to go into it. But from everything I've read about this, mm -hmm. they go deep, Joe, and I'll just leave it at this. They go deep into everything behind the death of his father. They do. Okay, good. So the okay. gambling, they, they're going to they attach go it all. All right, good. Yeah, they yep. go into it, and you see everyone from Bob Costas to Dennis Rodman to Scottie Pippen being like, oh, we're going here? Yeah. And they, um, they get into that. And yep. uh, I'm very interested to see how they frame it all because, you know, everyone knows different details of this story and uh, uh, what, how big Jordan was, how, how much of a kind of yes. personality and what, how much of an appetite he had for certain vices and what that wound up happening in his life. Like I, why he went to minor league baseball in the first place. Wow, well, that's, yeah, you know I mean, the, the stories are, uh, they're rich, that's for sure. And David yeah. Stern uh, passing away this year, of course, uh, took a lot of that uh, with him uh, that mm -hmm. uh, we may never know. But there was, uh, where there is smoke, there is fire. Now this thing can come out to light. Yes. There, there is smoke, there is fire. Now, I don't know how involved Jordan was with this documentary. I don't know how, if he signed off on or what he did, I'm sure. On some level, Michael Jordan's not going to allow ESPN uh, to do a hit piece on him uh, at this right. particular point. So I, I got to believe that even, uh, you know, Jordan, right? Uh, he's got to sign off interested. on a couple of these That's why things. I'm interested to yeah. see uh, yeah, what, what, what gets swept what is up it? the rug and what right. gets the light of day. Yeah, because there is a lot more to that story, I think, than people first realize. And there is, it's going to continue. Um, it, a whole generation that grew up with like Kobe, you know what I mean? Uh, from the Kobe generation up that really didn't get a chance to see Michael, but you know, Kobe was there, Michael. It's gonna be very interesting to see uh, what they think of him. If they're telling, if they're going into depth with what Jordan is and what was with his, what was with his baseball career? Like why would he stop? And his vices, shall we say. And, and the stories, guys, are legendary when I tell you legendary. And what kind of leverage Ooh. others may have had over him. Ooh, between him and that was the era of Barkley, yeah. Ewing. Oh, like there alone. was, yeah. and there were a lot of uh, guys that enjoyed the uh, gambling life, shall we say, there. And Stern uh, for his... And I've always said this to this day, David Stern, a great commissioner, is one that protects the stars, the, right. the league, sure. and, you know, make sure that there's things that you and I don't know about, shouldn't know about. Uh, right. and, and when you think of what he went through, Donahue and Jordan, sure. uh, there is a lot of stuff that we don't know as a pub. We think we know, uh, but I got to believe there's smoke, there's fire, man. And I'm looking forward to this. This is kind of. Ten parts. I know what I'm going to be doing for ten days. Uh, basically, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be watching this. I think it's m kind of must-watch television, especially if you're part of a generation that didn't see him play. You've heard of him, right. you know? Like I didn't see Wilt play. I've heard of him. You know what I mean? There's, right. there's a lot of guys that we. Bill Russell didn't see him play. Heard of Jerry West. On, but man, oh man, uh, you know Jordan. For those that lived it, uh, it is must-watch uh, television because back then. It was. Whether you liked basketball or not, when Jordan was in a final or Jordan was, like, it was, you had, to, you had to turn it on, man. In a league, by the way, and I think the best part would be, watch what happened when Jordan tried going to the, going through the hoop, man. Watch what, watch the handshaking and how mauled. <laughs> I mean, watch just the highlights. If you think you like the game now, watch what that was. Right. I mean, we'd have, like, seven, what was it, like? 83-79 scores, right? And we'd be yeah, like, that was a great game. Now absolutely. people tune in like that was boring as ass. Yeah, watch how they got mauled back then. You know, we talk, I talk about it all the time, how like the Splash Brothers, right, have changed the geometry yes. and the math of basketball. And before that, you had changes to things like hand checking. Listen, in every sport, Joe, the rules consistently evolve in the favor of offense, right? right? In baseball, we talk about chicks dig the long ball. We talk about the different actual baseball or steroids to jack up home runs. What do you know after the strike happened and they needed to bring fans back? Mm -hmm. What do you know? Home runs 
spike in football. All the changes are for offense, right? Roughing the passer, pass interference. It's all for offense. In the NBA, it is the same way. Back when I was growing up in the late 80s, early 90s, you would catch an elbow. You would pay for driving to the hole, and it was a badge of honor. Right. These days, it's a little bit different. It's a more, um, it's a more, shall we say, finesse uh, game, more of the beautiful game, to take a soccer term. And that's happening in every single sport, even in hockey. Yep. No fights anymore, right? Yep. Yep. I, I, I'm just thinking about some of the, uh, some of these, uh, this generation that's going to watch yeah. some of this and watch how just how, uh, you know, what Lambeer and company sure. uh, and the Detroit Pistons were doing to him while trying to run to go. Jordan trying to drive the lane and getting absolutely, honestly, somebody today would get arrested in the NBA for doing what they did with the uh, with the hand checking and just the fouls then every team had an Oakley everyone and it wasn't be any you know I love Oakley he was a, he was a good player but he was there for one reason and one reason only if you were going to take out our guy there yep. was a guy on the other team that was purposely there that was going to ba- the bouncer so to speak we all really have what it was. That, we yeah. all have that one friend, right? Yeah. In my crew, I got a guy, you know, he's a big dude. And when I'm out at the bar with him, yeah. I feel a little bit safer than otherwise, yep. just in case someone yep. wants to pop off. Lambeer was that uh, guy. You had, uh, you know, Oakley was that guy. Sure. Uh, you, Davis and, Brothers, remember the, yes, the Pacers? Right? The Davis that's absolutely correct. Come on. They were the enforcers, so to speak. Rodman. Yeah. Uh, was another one of those guys. Bill Cartwright was another one of those guys. So uh, Anthony Mason comes to mind. Anthony Mason was another one of those guys. Absolutely. So it's uh, it, it'll be fun to kind of because I know they're playing a lot of the old games right now. Yeah, right? yeah. And um, you know, some are good. Some it's nice that I can't sit down for two hours and watch a uh, an old game. Uh, but when it comes to basketball, to me that I love seeing is the is how physical that game was. Compared to what it is, and how the how good the mid range and how important the mid range jump shot was, where guys Dying were hard. just right. I mean, the guys were so good and deadly. I mean, it's the three point shot. I get it, but man, oh man, that ability where you knew you were getting mauled to be able to just pull up right from the foul line and and just hit nothing but net on a consistent basis. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, the death of the mid-range jumper, to be quite honest, yep. is why Carmelo Anthony was out of work for about a year and a half. Thank you very much. Yeah, there's a lot uh, a lot to have there. It's going to be fun uh, to watch it and kind of relive it. But uh, get ready. A little 10-part Jordan. Get the man behind the man. I, I hope, And I hope they do it uh, right. Uh, we'll talk about coming up next, too. We'll take a look at uh, uh, some NBA talk. Obviously, looking to... Start the season. How do you do it? Playoffs. There's some rumors, some plans. We'll give them to you. Coming up next year on The Grid. Sports Grid. We're going to be shaking it up on Sports Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. The Sports Grid Network. All right, guys, welcome in. It is another edition here of the early line. It is on the grid at sportsgrid.com. I'm Joe Ranieri. He is uh, Dane Martinez as uh, we continue uh, to touch base here on some of the uh, stories in the world of sports and uh, a couple of the headlines, of course, this week that, uh, that have come up. And we have an idea. We were just talking about, you know, all of the ways and uh, the types of programming on television that uh, might be able to satisfy the sports fan, uh, their appetite, obviously, kind of in uncharted territory here. Uh, but we talked about a possibility of a um, another one of those Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson matchups right. with a couple of other people now, maybe. Uh, that might be, we don't know how the UFC is going to continue yet as Khabib can't get out of Russia. Uh, so we don't know what the status of that is going to be. But also the idea that uh, ESPN looks like instead of June, that 10-part documentary that they did on Michael Jordan uh, is coming up this month. I think that's going to be fantastic. 
There's also been some talk in the NBA and in circle, some ideas being floated out as to, all right, so what do we do with the rest of this season? How do we go about the playoffs? Now, we know in baseball, Dane, and I'll say this about baseball, Rob Manfred, they have been very open about everything being on the table. Yeah. Um, everything that we know about Major League Baseball, throw it out the window. Anything is possible when we're talking about a shortened season, right? right. Which is what's, what it's going to be. How shortened remains to be seen. But if they're going to play, they're not going to play 162 games. Um, and they are getting out in front of it now because of the baseball purists that, listen, guys, any, we're not shying away. Anything is possible to try to get us as much baseball as possible. They're even talking about uh, ties is a possibility. Ties. Yeah. Yeah. Baseball doesn't want 15, 16 innings, seven hour yeah. pairs. They, they don't. And I'm all for it. At least they're getting out in front of that now. And the NBA too now is also, uh, the rumblings are starting to come out because location matters. There are obviously hot spots all over the country where teams are located. So trying to find that central location that you might be able to do everything at is going to be vital and vegas is the place that continues to come up and mostly because vegas um forget about the the gambling and all of that the, vegas has four gyms four courts within relatively short distance of each other that with yep. no fans is perfect um that you can play there absolutely no problem you could bring the teams in house them in one of the hotels there or a couple of whatever you wanted to do and kind of secure them away from the public and everything else, yeah. and the gym is yours. So location-wise, I get it, makes total sense. The question comes in, well, what do you do with, A, the regular season? Do you bring all the teams in to Vegas, finish the last 18, 19 games, right, and then start the playoffs? Or, and this has been floated out there, and everything should be on the table, what about the idea of, let's say, Dane, um, Everybody, make it like an NCAA tournament. Since we were robbed of that this year, all 32 NBA teams make it, the playoffs. And you start a tournament-style bracket, 16 and 16. Right. And then eventually you get down to the team, uh, the two teams in the middle, for the championship. It's a very interesting idea. It is one that I know people will be like, oh, this is on. But listen, it's in this day and age, in this time right now, I, it, everything should be on. I'm not opposed to anything because the alternative, guys, is. Right, it's nothing. Nothing. I, I, yeah, I more, 90, 94 games with Jeff Van Gundy hanging on Alonzo exactly. Morning. Exactly. I mean, the alternative is, all right, so you just discount 18, 19. It's already screwed. Like, we're already screwed as NBA purists or fans going, we've already lost 18 games of that, 18 yeah. games of possible um, right. you know, injuries that could have been, whatever, yeah. all of that is gone. So why not, if you're going to do it, why not make it interesting? So some people just say, take the top 16 now, put them in there. Let's go. Let's, uh, you know, and, and start doing that. And of course right. they're talking June, I think somewhere around this anyway. Um, when it's I'm like hundred degrees in Vegas that. every day anyway, yeah, right? I'm open for all of that. I mean, listen, Vegas, perfect place because of the ability where the outbreak is not um, you know, exponential like it is right now in uh, places like New York and California sure. and others. Uh, but you have the infrastructure as far as the courts, and you have the ability to house them and keep them separated uh, from the public and keep them safe too as well. So I love the location. I love these ideas. I'm open. I would do it. 32 NBA teams, every one of them, let's go, man. T seated one through 32 and here we go, guys. Throw the basketball on the court, four locations, and let's see what we've got. You know, it's it's it's, it's interesting, and I don't, you know, I don't have the wherewithal to shoot down any ideas at this point. I understand people are trying to do the best with what they have and right. be creative. To our point from the last segment, but honestly, Joe, this raises more questions than answers for mm -hmm. me. You know what I mean? I like the idea of why all 30 teams or 32 teams instead of just the playoffs, but why bring more teams there, which, you know, by definition, 
increases the risk of everybody, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, whether it's in the hotel or what have you. Um, I do think you're right. Vegas could be a place because, you know, they do the summer league there. Yes. And already for the summer league, you have, you know, a skeleton crew and personnel from all the NBA teams there. It's almost like a barnstorming tour, right? You bring everyone there together. So they do have some level of experience doing it, although not at the level of, you know, uh, what this would be using the Summer League as a kind of reference point. But it does make sense. You said everybody is on kind of different schedules here, right? right. We don't know what Vegas is going to look like in a month or two. Might they be on a different kind of schedule or curve than New York or L.A. or what we're seeing now out of New Orleans and other major cities? Mm -hmm. um, so the thing is, Joe, sports franchises are in major cities. They just right. are. <laughs> you know, so and all of these cities are kind of in sequence getting hit as as outbreak sites. But it also raises questions for me at the sports investing uh, level, Joe, you know. And I really would I don't know what they do here, Joe. Let's say they decide to, yes, crown an NBA champion, but do it in a dramatically different way. Mm hmm than when you made a futures bet. Like, if you bet the damn Los Angeles Clippers to take down the NBA championship, right? And now they are in a random 32-team tournament, mm -hmm. which is like not five out of, you know, four out of seven or three out of five. It's completely different. Right. Those futures bets still hold because they technically no, ran no. an NBA champion? No, and the NBA is not going to, not going to make decisions based upon what Vegas and no, other sports books are doing. At this particular point, if they don't finish the season, those tickets are moot anyway. Those tickets are, they're, they're void. You're, okay. you're, here it goes back. You can't not play 18, 19 games and right. then expect those tickets to hold. So, I mean, to me, future tickets are holding right now only because the idea of possibly, and that, you know, that's the argument for send them out there and they finish the 18 or 19 game season. Because not only, you know, from a betting perspective, but think about it, the draft. And the pay, a lot is decided yeah. upon where Draft you finish. Order. So, yeah. you know, there, there is a concern that finish the damn season, if you can bring everyone out there, finish the season, then you can have the 16 teams, you know, that I mean, that make the playoffs right. and start from there. So um, I get it. But from a betting perspective, listen, you, the minute they 86, no matter what happens to win the championship, um, all your future bets are off the table with the NBA anyway, except for maybe... And it depends, really, uh, MVP, that kind of thing along those lines, depending on, on, on who did. But as far as win total goes, there's your no, money I'm back. about, like, where, winning the championship. Like, yeah, if they still exactly. crown a champion, but it's a different format, right. they can't really call it the same thing, right? right? And then one of the other questions that I truly have is these remaining regular season games, right. Joe. Or, or if they fast-forward straight to the playoffs. Mm -hmm. it's, you know, I mean, these... These teams, these players, they've been out for whatever it'll be, a month, two months, three months. Don't they need some period of time that would, in essence, be like another preseason or training camp? Don't they need, whether it's a week of practice, don't they have to get back into the flow somehow? Yeah. Or are you going to just drop them into, you know, game one of the playoffs or a regular season game that, like, matters? I really wonder if there's going to be any lead time not only in the NBA, Joe, but for any sport, like MLS, if it comes back, Major League Baseball, are they going to have some way to, like, practice before games are live? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, listen, baseball's already said they got a three-week spring training. That's it. They're not going to – nobody's dropping anybody in and saying go play games. So they're, and, the, and the question around that, again, is are you having it in Florida? Are you having it in Arizona? Are you having right. these teams all just – maintained where their home parks are, giving them three weeks uh, to get acclimated in that, or do you send them to someplace else and, you know, do the games and all get ready together? So, yeah. you know, obviously location, location is important, and a lot of things have to fall in place, A, to even remotely and have then, the ability to play games yeah. and not cancel the season altogether, which, again, is a real possibility. But assuming then, things go well, assuming things go well and they can pull it off, then yeah, you give teams an opportunity to finish the 18, 19 games and then kind of ramp up and boom, you've got yourself a playoffs all without endangering the public and all with obviously being able to have a control setting, which I think at this point in the NBA, 
that's really the, the number one concern. And Vegas appears to be able to have this set up situationally, again, provided everything goes well, that yes, they could house this from a location standpoint and do it rather easily, I think, than many other places. Yeah, I mean, I do like you said, because they do have the summer league, they do have the hotel space, right? Yep. right? And they hopefully have an environment in summer in Las Vegas. I've right. been there outside on the pool. Right. It is not, you know, it is warm, right? Yeah. So oh, yeah, right. everything we've heard uh, or are hoping for, right, is that the virus will not be as easy, easy to spread in those warm temperatures. But Joe, you're right. Everything is on the table, it right? I'm be. hearing, yeah, I'm hearing the Bahamas yeah. as the potential yep. option yep. and everything like that. And it could be interesting. Remember, there's a way, if there's say four gyms they could do this, where they schedule this, we could have live NBA action almost around the clock. Absolutely. You yeah, know, absolutely. You know, to, the good thing about the NBA, what allows them to even consider this is that they don't have 53 people on the team. Right. You know, they're they only have a, they're only traveling with ten or eleven guys, and that's it. So it's yep. not it's not in the sense they're not they can do this. Even if you brought all thirty two teams, you're talking about just over four hundred people in a right. hotel is not in a Vegas cool. hotel is not a big deal. So yep. they can do that as opposed to you know the NFL yeah. major and that's league. Why Yep. And also golf. That's why you mentioned yes, golf. Exactly. These special examples, exactly. right? You get a foursome out there. Yep. They're they're socially distant, yep. and they're on and they're out there by themselves on a course. You know, it's about how they can produce it for TV. Right. The other thing we're starting to see, though, Joe, as we think about these considerations, these delays, what have you, is you know what does that mean? And I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but what does this mean for the start of the 2021 NBA season? Right. You know, I mean, when you have to you push this back. That means you got to push the draft back. That means you got to push free agency back. All these other dominoes in the calendar. So I wonder if, you know, the NBA, even if they do crown their champion in July, then what? They have the draft in August and free agency right after that. You got to push back next season. There's all sorts of ripple effects that we are kind of like uncovering one by one, whether it's, you know, how to conduct free agency in the fall or the service time and eligibility of college kids. People are uncovering all these other implications, and it's going to be tough to wade through them all. Well, listen, at, at some point, there's not going to be as much time between seasons. There's not right. going to be. At, at some point, when you finish the season later and you're pushing it back, or they um, condense next you're, year. you're just not going to have the, the time off that you normally would since right. you already had it off, because otherwise you're just going to keep kicking the can down the road and we're never going to get back to any normalcy. And right. sports are set up in this country very statically. There is a reason why yeah. sports begin and end when they do. So around the clock, 12 months a year, there's entertainment and there's money and every. So you're not going to keep, at some point, either you do this or you just go, you know what, guys, season's over. That's it. Can't, that's it. Won't have a cramp. Yeah, next fall, right. And then you see it next fall. But if you're willing to push it, and I would think with the money at stake here, they're going to do anything they can. Uh, baseball's already talking about the possibility of World Series in warm locations and playing right. into November, and which is fine. That just means, you know, listen, pitchers and catchers are still going to report, you know, knock on wood, in February. Uh, it, you're just not going to have that time, which I think is also why you're seeing a lot of guys go, I'll have that surgery now. Um, mm -hmm. I'll go ahead and take that time. Or, you know what I mean? I think yep, that's I'm why we're also it seeing it. But I do love the idea that keep everything on the table. And I know if people are going to be like, what the hell is that? I would love to see the New York Knicks play in a tournament. You know what I mean? Seeing a, I mean, talk about underdogs in a 32-team sure. NBA tournament where – you know, single elimination, you're out. Like, oh my word, we could be having some fun. And from a betting perspective, yeah. can you imagine some of the dogs well, and I'll some of the prices? <laughs> no, there are still, our friends at FanDuel still right. have future odds up for the NBA champion of right. this season, right? Yeah. yeah. And technically, you know, at 250 to 1, you could still get the Hawks, the Hornets, the Bulls, the Cavs, yep. the Knicks, you know, the Suns, the Kings, the Wizards. And I Crazy. guess, yep. I guess that is possible, right? We've seen dream runs before. Like you said, in March Madness, we've seen life. Cinderella's, dude. You know, in, in, in EPL, <laughs> you know, we've seen these huge bombs yep. before. And that's why I'm asking, right? Because now the format would be completely different, potentially. 
maybe even not care about an Eastern or a Western conference. So I wonder, there's going to be ripple effects. Well, let me but, ask you, know, you this. Want their let handle. me ask you this. If this goes a little longer, do we see a Kevin Durant back on the court for the Nets? Do we see, right, a, you know, a Steph Curry uh, reunion coming back there and all the pieces because why not? All You're going to work out anyway. You know what I mean? Right. It's like very This is when Clay was supposed to come back. This is when right. Steph was supposed to come back. Like you just said, all options are on the table. And if seven-inning doubleheaders and a 32-team tournament yep. and ties in baseball are on the cal- are on the table, then, yeah, some of these guys love it. who are, need to rehab, they are back, the same as it's in the beginning of Major League Baseball season. Yeah, That's uh, fascinating, too. Do Would we see, not obviously not in 25 minutes a game, but obviously just having them on the court uniform would be very, very interesting. All right, coming up, you had mentioned that uh, some news, of course, uh, with the NCAA eligibility all spring sports canceled uh we'll uh, we'll go over what that means for colleges and players uh plus we'll give you the latest information from the nfl and on the draft and we'll do that coming up next here on the grid sports grid sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com all right welcome back in it is the early line on the grid it is sportsgrid.com he is dane martinez i am joe ranieri thank you very much for stopping by and Certainly hope you and your family are safe, you are well, you are uh, indoors hanging out with us. And uh, of course, uh, we uh, are doing our best to bring you uh, the latest information from around the world of sports. And there are a lot of if ands, buts uh, right now, a lot of uh, conjecture, a lot of, you know, what would be great conversations. (laughs) And the reality is, Zane, and, and we've just talked about some of the ideas with the NBA, about when they do return, if they return, and, and again, we got to use that word because it's not oh, no. guaranteed that they are. Uh, and you know what? If that's the case, bigger things to worry about in the world, we're okay. Uh, but if there is a way and a path to get back onto the court and play some of these games, I'm fairly certain these billion-dollar industries will figure out a way to do it. Sure. Uh, so, But again, as fans, we have to prepare ourselves uh, to kind of Dane, just be prepared for anything. Realize that already, no matter what happens, the 2020 season of anything, that 1920 season of anything, is going to be unlike. There's going to be an asterisk next to it. That's right. It's never going to be the same. Different. No matter what. So the idea that they should just continue to do what they've always done is out the window. And I see a lot of chatter about that on social media, Dane, where it's like, well, you can't do this. You can't. No, absolutely they can, you know, and nobody, who lives in the rear, what sport lives in the rearview mirror more than Major League Baseball? Like everything is, it takes them, uh, you know, you do need an act here, like mountains to move in order to get baseball to do anything new. They are as big a purist fan base as there is, and yet baseball has been, hasn't played one game yet, and is already out in the forefront of, of saying things, saying like, Extra innings, ties now possible, not going to play extra innings. Or even yet, if a game is tied at the end of nine, you know what? Base is loaded in the 10th for both innings. And, and there you like, go. I mean, so they are they are throwing everything out on the table, and they're letting fans know it's all possible, guys. Anything is possible right now in a shortened season. And I think the NBA is starting to come to that, too, because the, the big elephant in the room is those 18 and 19 games that remain in the season that have an impact on the draft, right, where teams finish. Um, you would Free mention that there's an awful lot of money at stake right now for future bets and those uh, bonuses. Uh, you're talking about an, an association here that lost mil- hundreds of millions of dollars have been lost here so far. Who's going to pay for it? Like, who? somebody's not going to get paid. Like, what? how is all that going to work? So there is a lot of questions tied to do we get that 18, 19 games finished? And if we do, how do we do it? And then, of course, how do you get into the playoffs? And another thing, too, Dan, and we talked about it. You know, guys that chose in the NBA to get paid over the course of a year, um, that basically means that they're not getting a check because they haven't played that final. You know, most guys who do it over the six months have already gotten 90% of their 
their checks, their, their money. The other guys have not. So all of a sudden you dissipate that those 18, 19 games, Dane. That's, that's significant money for a lot of players. What the hell are they supposed to do? So I never play another game, so I'm done? Like I don't get my contract? The, the money aspect of it alone is mind-blowing, but I love the idea that they're going. And, and remember this, Dane. Remember how crazy everybody went with the idea of no fans in the stadium? Yeah. Yeah. That was a month ago, dude. That was like a month ago. And already we're like, I don't care. I don't care. There's one. I Eddie. don't care. I don't care. Just go ahead and bring it back. So I would just caution people, whatever you think is the norm or have come to know, throw it out the window this year. I think everything's on the table. Yeah, it is all on the table. In the NBA, you talk about things like bringing everybody to Vegas. Or literally, I've said even the Bahamas I've yes. heard of. Yes. You're talking about allowing the entire you know, league into a potential playoff format. We may have games at 4 a.m., you know, if they got to go around the clock in Vegas. And I think you make up a great point in terms of uh, the other financial implications. Joe, you know, people every in every sport, whether it's the NBA or Major League Baseball, they have contract incentives, right? If they do this, you know, half a million, if I hit 25 home runs this year, well, if you only got 120 games in the season, potentially, you ain't getting to that mark. What does that mean? Are we right. prorating contracts? Right. How is this spread across? Yep. Um, the idea of minor league players going up and down, getting called up from AAA yeah. and having options back and forth. I, you know, Joe, the idea of the ties, right? Because a lot of the proposals I'm seeing, this in Major League Baseball at least, the season will be heavily peppered with doubleheaders. Absolutely. You cannot have a 15-inning game in game one of a doubleheader with no off days until the, for the next three weeks, you That's know? Correct. Yep, so that's correct. So I do like the idea of ties being allowed. Or remember, in some of those independent leagues, they've been toying with the idea of putting the man on second base yep. um, in the extra innings. The independent league, the same one that had the robot umps. Remember, that was like a WBC so true. Yep. type of rule. I had a friend tell me a different idea. Tell me if you like this one. Go ahead. All right? It's kind of like that good old name that tune uh, concept. Let's say I'm playing against you, Joe. Okay. All right. You're the home team. Top of the 10th, I'm up until I score a run. And let's say it takes me six batters to do okay. that or two batters to do that or seven batters to do that, whatever it is, right? Okay. Now, Joe, now you have to score a run in those six batters. If yes. you do, you win. If you don't, I win. That's it. You know, that kind of idea. Love Who it. Knows? Everything is on the table. Doubleheaders, ties, taxi squads. And in the NBA, you're absolutely right, Joe. We still throw around this thing like 18, 19 games. Yep. That's almost a quarter of the season, Joe. Okay, there's 82 games in the season. To do some rounding and rough math, if it's 20 games out of 80, that's 25%. So the fact that it's like 18 or 19 out of 82, we are just shy of a quarter of the season left to happen. So teams have valid cases if they're yep. like three games out of the playoffs right now. Yep. Or, you know, who knows what could still have happened. All of a sudden, Zion is saying him and the Pelicans, they wanted to make a run. Yep. Maybe they could. Yep. You know, so it's very, very interesting. And people are going to have to deal with these implications. I think everybody who waxes poetic and romanticizes about the days of your or the record books have to understand that 2020 is going to be a year of experimentation. I it's and I'll be okay with it uh, because be. nothing is ever going to go. It's not going to be what we thought it was going to be. It's never going to resist. We're experimenting nothing. with FDA drug trials and spinning exactly. people's blood. Yep. We're going to experiment with a regular season. And I think, Daniel, listen. There's always there's always good to come out of bad, right? And maybe just maybe for uh, for a lot of these sports leagues and the ability to be able to try something different that they never have because you and I, we know, I mean, you get into those routines all the time, right? And then we, no matter what it is in life, even as a sports better, you know, sometimes you get yourself into terrible habits and you just keep doing it because it's what I do and it's, it's very hard to break. So when you're forced to make a change, whether it be a diet in your life or whatever mm -hmm. it may be, when you are, your back is put up against the wall and you're forced to do things a little different, you know, that's how people evolve. That's how things evolve. Yeah. That's how uh, things get created, you know, yeah. great things. And I think that with, I think everything that has been talked about with all of these leagues, hockey, baseball, sure. uh, football, all of these things should be out on the table and should be tried, Dan, because you know what? Try it. We might just love it as consumers, and then right. maybe things don't ever go back, and that's okay, too, as long as we're evolving 
and we're not just taking this attitude that what we've always done so well who cares you know now's the time to experiment and i would love all of that with baseball i mean part of me throws up a little bit when i think of starting extra innings with a runner on second or bases like, like I, you. I you know i i, I, I yeah. choke a little bit but at the same time why not let's see what happens you know what i mean we got nothing at this particular point to lose Dane, and everything to gain let's see what happens let's see what happens when you're playing x amount of double headers let's sure. see what let, the renewed interest in the eyeballs alone that you will have should open up a few uh advertising right. dollars right i mean it'll open up sure. some eyes i'm looking forward to that don't give me the same old same old in a time where nothing is the same old same old Listen, those eyes are starving for mm -hmm. something, anything to watch. So they will be there. And Joe, you know, you threw up a little bit in your mouth, but those are the same people who, yeah, you know, kind of lost a little piece of themselves when they introduced the wild card. No, right? I, amen. And brother. then all yep. of a sudden, it became such a great idea that they introduced a second wild card. You know, and I mean, out of great tragedy comes yep. um, resourcefulness comes creativity Love. and it's not only in the sports world i mean joe in this country the new deal yes. came out of the great depression yes. the gi bill yep. came out of world war ii i mean you know these things do happen and we are going to figure out how we are going to evolve listen joe our grandkids are going to be in school reading history books yes. about you know and it's going to literally be like 9 11 the the crash of 2008 and they're gonna and it's gonna be like and the coronavirus in 2020 and how this country was impacted whether it's the way we treat each other whether it's the way we go to work in office buildings that's great so this is going to change and the sports world will be no different we can't you know we can't be locked in our ways and we have to be willing to evolve it's uh and i'm looking you know like i said it's being forced to do it, you know, and waiting for people just to do it in order to try and evolve. It's too, they'll never change anything. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, they keep saying it. Well, uh, this is going to give them an opportunity to try things that might have been on the table right. that they've been kicking the, down the road. I uh, love it. And even, listen, even the NCAA, who has always um, made us scratch our heads a little bit with decisions and how they go about business. Sure. One of the big things by losing the NCAA tournament, uh, the amount of money and revenue lost there was, and yes, they had insurance and those types of things, but it's still, you know, you're talking about a, a, a hundreds of millions of dollars uh, that are raised during that time that the NCAA uses to fund sports teams in colleges all over the country right. here. And that was a, a significant blow to them and also to the athletes, and we talked about it. Uh, you know, not only those those guys with the in the tournament with the winter sports, uh, so to speak, or the fall right. sports there, you know, football played its season. Basketball didn't get the, its apex, which, of course, had a lot of people saying, well, what do you do with those seniors? Shouldn't you give them another year of eligibility? Well, think about it. The spring sports all wiped out. So no baseball, no College World Series, no gymnastics finals. No. I mean, you go through it all. Softball, everything. Yeah. All of that that got canceled in the spring, many of those teams didn't even get a chance to play. So the NCAA comes out this week and says, we're going to go ahead and extend the eligibility for everyone in spring sports that didn't, uh, that got affected, which means that uh, normally, Dan, you've got four years of eligibility within five, <laughs> um, you know, and then there's, of course, the medical exceptions here or sure. there. Uh, but they're going to raise the... Scholarship limits, they're going to do, they're going to basically make it certainly where if seniors would this year wanted to come back next year, they can do it. Um, and it won't count against their scholarship numbers. So they've kind of arranged it where if I'm a baseball player, I'm a junior, I'm a senior, I didn't get to play, my season was canceled, I right. can come back next year where scholarships and a lot of people are asking, well, where's that extra scholarship money? you know, coming from right. here. You still so, have an income freshman class. And that's why they had said, if you're a senior and you want to come back, they don't count towards the scholarship money. There's still financial aid and things like that that yeah. they can put in place for them. So um, at least they made a difference. Some people are saying you should have included basketball. I think that's a slippery slope, but I get the spring sports and I agreed with it. It does make sense, but in the same way that in anything with the NCAA, right? Mm -hmm. You have your sports like football, like uh, men's basketball, like women's basketball now that are 
you know, just so much bigger parts of the cash cow right. than other sports. Even to some, you know, we talk about a spring sport. I went to Syracuse. You know that, Joe. Syracuse is a powerhouse in mm-hmm. lacrosse, in lacrosse, right. which is a spring sport. They usually around Memorial Day have the, the championship in like, you know, wherever, Annapolis or, right. you know, down in Virginia. And, and, and that's not going to be there. It's not at the level of March Madness not at the level necessarily of the college world series but you know what are the implications on those sports what about the women's field hockey team and more importantly what about the paid like concession stand workers and ushers and those municipalities like we say omaha nebraska you know that has a ton of revenue coming in there that's not necessarily because of the ncaa but the hotels in the region the restaurants in the region you know there's just so many second and third order considerations so i i I, it's great that the NCAA is, you know, finally going to kind of quote unquote do the right thing. Although, remember, they still didn't want Trevor Lawrence to use right. his likeness for a GoFundMe campaign to raise money to fight, you know, uh, to help fight COVID 19. So maybe they got this one right, but I don't necessarily fully still trust them, Joe, mm. to implement it in a correct, ethical, even way. Yeah, it's. Um... I just don't. It, it, yeah, it, it's. I appreciate the effort of what they're doing. I don't know oh. how that's going to financially impact some of these uh, schools and some of these programs. Right. But I, 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 we felt for the seniors, the guys. There's no Absolutely. way to end your, you know, your college career. Listen, Absolutely. not everyone has pro aspirations in every sport. So you know, right. not every baseball player is looking to get drafted. It's you're right. tr- looking to finish out your college career. You probably a lot of these guys already it. graduated. So uh, the ability to be able to come back. Play for the team. Get your final year. I, I love the idea and concept, uh, but basketball players are screaming and yelling, going, what about us? And I don't, because of the money-making and because of the ability that they've already recruited next year's guys, right? right. Like, do you really, you recruited a guy based upon a senior guy leaving, right? So yeah, You had that many scholarships left. I don't know that uh, coaches even want some of them guys coming back, you know what I mean? Like, why do I, because now I feel guilty, now I got to play the guy. Yeah, it changes. It's, um, you know, you've got guys that are leaving, coaches recruit based upon, all right, out, I got to replace, here's the guy coming in. I need a new big man, or I need a shooting guard. Exactly, and especially in basketball, where all of a sudden now, what, you're going to sit a guy and lose a year eligibility on a a freshman because – the seniors coming back, like I, it's, that's what I'm saying. It's it a mess. It's a nice concept. I think yes. they're trying to do the right thing, right. but there are going to be all these ripple effects that we just don't know yes. of yet. I'll give you another quick one, Joe. The Olympics, right? They seconds. postponed yep. to 2021. Well, next summer, the World Track and Field yes. uh, Championships were supposed to happen in Eugene, Oregon. Good point. They now are just bumped. Right? So what happens Good to point. them? There's all these ripple effects, no matter where you go. Yeah, yeah. And across the board here, guys. It's uh, it's interesting. We'll, uh, we'll do our best, though, to try and navigate it through. But college sports, even college football, uh, what happens next? Some discussion on that. But we got one hour in the books. We'll start diving into some uh, NFL talk. We'll do that coming up in hour number two here on The Grid. It is the early line, Sports Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.